0: Almost Famous with John Shea, featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England, on 95.9 WATD.
1: Welcome to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. If you're a local band or musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, reach out. You can find all the contact information on the Almost Famous page at 95.9WATD.com. Also, give me a follow Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio and subscribe to the podcast. You can find that by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or at almostfamousradio.com. So tonight, on the tiny stage, we're being joined by an old friend of the radio station. Matt York, how are you doing, my friend? I
2: am living the dream, John. How are you?
1: I am great. So welcome back.
2: It's great to be here.
1: So for those who missed the first few times that you've been here, which I think goes back about eight years, introduce yourself.
2: My name is Matt York. I live on the South Shore in Pembroke, Massachusetts. Uh, I kind of do this like country Americana type stuff. Uh, I'm kind of a man without genre, and uh, I play all over the place, singing my songs for people that are willing to listen to them.
1: Fantastic. So let us know what's available for music, because you've got... Quite a bit out there.
2: Yeah, so I think I got uh, one, two, three, I think I got three albums up on Spotify, four maybe, I guess four uh, up on Spotify right now um, uh, under Matt York. The most recent album that I put out was an album called Bruisable Heart that came out in 2019. And then I've got an album that's ready to roll right now that'll be coming out here uh, later this spring
1: fantastic and so you've been doing the americana thing for almost a decade now but your musical roots go much deeper than that talk about your early days in music
2: yeah i started out as a rock and roll kid uh i started playing the clubs when i was about the age my kids are now so 14 15 years old and um i uh, i had met rick berlin when i was young and he's still going at it now he's gonna be 77 years old in april and uh he and I have been friends for uh, a lot of years. And so, uh, so, yeah, so I started out playing all the kind of famous rock clubs of the 70s and 80s, like the, the Rat and the Channel and Bun Ratties and all those places. I was too young to be in those places, but they let me in. And uh, I joined a band called White Iris in my 20s, and uh, we were able to kind of play all over the Northeast, kind of doing more of like an indie punk type thing. And then I took a long break from music and then came back about six years ago doing what, the stuff that I'm doing now. A lot of punk rockers from that time period have gone in the direction of Americana. How did you find that sound? I fell in love with Steve Earle and Willie Nelson about 20 years ago. And I just kind of started to go down these rabbit holes of you know, the different music that they had played. And and then that's how I kind of got to know Waylon Jennings and Towns Van Zandt and some of these other guys. And I just found a lot of commonalities between... The stuff that they were singing about and the lives they were living, they seemed very similar to me to my heroes, like, you know, Dylan and Springsteen and Lou Reed and Bowie. Like, they were just these really wonderful songwriters. So that's kind of what drew me in, I guess.
1: And speaking of which, we're going to talk about this later on in the show, but you've actually put together a tribute to some of those classic Americana artists of the Outlaw Country era.
2: Yeah, so I do a thing um, called the Highwaymen Songs and Stories uh, that I uh, am about to embark on a gazillion of these uh, performances in 2022. So the Highwaymen were Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, and Chris Christopherson. So I go around to small listening rooms and, and perform their songs, tell some stories about them, and um, you know just kind of... Show how their careers Kind of intersected With each other and stuff I love that We're going to talk about that Later on But let's start off With one of your stories What are we kicking off The night with?
1: I'm going to do A song called When you're up I'm down All right Matt York On the Tiny Stage 95.9 WATD
0: I don't really know What more to say I bet you probably pray Pray that I won't Let you down All them flowers Yeah they were gone Your friends, they'd all moved on Their final words were, you're bad for us And I felt like I might drown And I saw you, you took me upside down First came push, yeah, then came shove We somehow rose above You were mine for a little while but all them embers turned to ash When I ran out of cash And then you ran away from us And I felt like I might drown And I saw you With the upside down Cause when you're up I'm down you're up. I'm down Yeah. <laughs>
1: Matt York on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 W.A.T.D. Talk about that song. How did that one happen?
2: That was one of those ones that comes real fast. Uh, You know, I wrote that during the pandemic. I wrote a bunch of songs during the pandemic, and uh, I had pretty much finished an album, and then I just kept banging out new song after new song because I didn't have any gigs to play, so I was just home. And so there's no real story behind it. I don't think it just was... That was one of those ones that feels like it started and ended within an hour. So that's about all I got for you on that one.
1: I'm glad you mentioned the pandemic because it's affected musicians in different ways from all over, not just here on the South Shore in Massachusetts, but all across the world. How did the pandemic affect you and your music, and how did you make it work?
2: So the biggest thing I learned about music from the pandemic is that it's what I should be doing for my living, um, that it is uh, the most important thing to me besides my family, and that um it's a gift that I can share with people. And so, you know, I lost my day job that I'd had for 20 years during the pandemic, and uh, I started playing a whole bunch of gigs, a lot of like, you know, restaurant gigs that I didn't want to be doing, but that, you know, were uh, a way to kind of make a little bit of money, and uh, the highwayman thing that I mentioned earlier, uh, and then along with my own original gigs, and it, it's just, uh, you know, it's been a little break in this kind of insanity that we're living in, whether it's laying in bed playing guitar at night, um, or if it's out playing a gig and seeing a bunch of friends, um, you know, it's it's been this this world that I've been able to go into that's allowed me to have, you know, some level of sanity. I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of sanity to start with, John, I'm not gonna lie to you, but, you know, um, it's allowed me to remain, have a little left. You
1: know? yeah. <laughs> as do I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, as somebody who's been performing music for several decades, how do you think the future of independent music looks once COVID is, for the most part, behind us?
2: I think it looks really dire, to be honest with you. You know, I've had an opportunity uh, these past six or eight months or so to, to open up for a lot of acts, touring, coming through town and stuff. And, um, you know, I, th- I think it's a tough world out there right now for traveling musicians, for um, independent musicians, because there's not enough rooms to play Um, there's not enough audience in those rooms to make it worth there being more rooms. And so, you know, we had a lot of problems with the music world prior to COVID and this just exasperated it. But, you know, I do hope that there's this, like my daughter is here with me today and and she's starting to figure out how to play guitar. And I, I think that there's this, hopefully this generation of, of teens that are sitting there in their basement, you know, banging on drums and, and wailing on guitars and and, you know, taking their anger and their, you know, whatever, out by by being musicians. And if that's the case, then, you know, maybe we'll have a new generation that'll kind of bring it back. I've started giving some lessons to people during COVID, which I hadn't done in a long time. And uh, I have a friend of mine who's older than me that I've been teaching since, uh, for about a year now, he started last January. And it's cool. He didn't know what he was doing a year ago. And he can, you know, he can sit around a campfire now and play a few songs. And I think that's Pretty awesome. Love it. Yeah.
1: That is Matt York. He is joining us tonight on the Tiny Stage here on 95.9 WATD. Let's continue with your music. What are we listening to next?
2: Uh, I'm going to do a song called uh, uh, Without You.
1: All right. 95.9 WATD. We're on the Tiny Stage.
0: I don't really love you. Well, I guess that's what I'm saying. But I could probably lose a day with you. Then I'm out the back door. There ain't gonna love you anymore. I'll be just fine out my own. Everyone they know just what i'm saying they're telling me that i'll be fine in time but what the hell do they know yeah maybe i don't without you there. We're It's probably too long, but I'd never want forever. But I could probably lose a day with you, and then I'm out the back door. Yeah, I ain't gonna look.
1: Matt York on the tiny stage, ninety-five nine, WATD. It's almost famous with me, John Jay. Matt, talk about that song. How did that one happen?
2: Yeah, that one. Uh, that one's been around for a couple of years now. Um, probably right before the pandemic, I think I wrote it, and um, I don't really, um, I don't really ever have stories about these things. I, I think that you know, I don't. I'm sure I've made this joke before because I got like four jokes, John, and I've seen you several times. So <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure I've told it before. But you know, I, I, uh, half my songs are about like my you know about broken love or bad love or things. You know, and as you know, John, I have a beautiful wife who's standing here right in front of me. And, uh, and if I didn't say that, she would have been really mad at me. You know, I like her; she's great. So we get along really well. So it's hard for me to sit there and write all these songs about bad love because she has to periodically be like, "Wait, I thought we were fine." And we are fine. It's just, um, you know, I don't know. I just am able to kind of touch this weird spot where I can write about things that are really depressing, um, even though they aren't necessarily personal experiences of my own. And I think I possibly had met your uh,
1: your wife when I first started up this radio show because she was running a club in Boston, wasn't she at the time? Red Star,
2: Red Star Union in Cambridge, Cambridge, and that is true. yes. Yes, that was my wife. Yep. And uh yeah and then they had a fire. Yes. Yeah.
1: I thought it was a flood, but yeah, it's going to be one of those too, yeah. <laughs> it was uh
2: it was I think it was both. It was it was the flood put out the fire, I think. Yeah, that's what happened,
1: I believe. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so in the years that you've been writing music from your first solo album to the album that's coming out later on this spring, yeah. how do you think your songwriting has evolved during that time?
2: Um I think when I was younger I was angrier about life. You know, I was definitely like a punk rock kid. A lot of angst, a lot of, uh, you know, just kind of... My music was more aggressive, I guess you'd say. I'm able to reach darker spaces probably now than I was back then. And I think that, you know, I had a big break in my writing kind of in between when my kids were young. And, you know, as you kind of cycle through and you get to know people uh, who have kids and you kind of just go through that cycle, you start to see... A lot of the things that you saw when you were young, like divorce or, you know, infidelity or just different things that allow me to kind of go and and I can write about someone's life. Even if I don't know that person, I hear a story about something that happened, uh, happened in their life. And I can kind of take myself to that spot and, and and write a little bit about it. So
1: we are up against our first break of the hour. We have a lot more to chat about more songs to share live with Matt York on the Tiny Stage, right here on 95.9 WATD. Stick around.
0: And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD.
1: Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. And in studio tonight, being joined by Matt York. How you doing?
2: I am doing well, John. I gotta tell you, I have been almost famous, probably more than almost any of your guests. You know? Like just on <laughs> I the I think cusp, you have, definitely. You know? Yeah. At least like, just
1: like your fourth time here.
2: Yeah, and it just I never get over I never get rid of the almost, part. <laughs> I just feel like I get more almost. And that time. has
1: nothing to do with the fact that you know
2: Peter Brown of Tiny and Sons no, Glass. No, <laughs> no, no, no! I love him dearly, but I, I, I need, I want to come. I want to do famous radio. We can do that. Well, well, you're wearing the sweatshirt. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I did do that radio.
1: You were in the uh,
2: the rumble. Talk I about
1: that. My,
2: uh, I was in the rumble twice. I was in the rumble as a kid uh, when, uh, about twenty two years ago. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> twenty two years ago, uh, and that was wild. Uh, I lost to uh, the band Darkbuster, which is one of my favorite. Was that with Oedipus? Books. That was after Oedipus. That was shred. And, oh, what was the um, – Shred was the the main one there. And I, there was – and Juanita the Scene Queen. Remember, uh, okay. Juanita yes, the Scene I do know Queen? That. Oh, God, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> Uh Yeah, so they were running – so that was right after Oedipus. And, the um, BCN days. Yep. And uh, and that was amazing. That was, uh, was an incredible time. And I had grown up, like I said, uh, playing the clubs as a kid. So r- the Rumble was like one of those – Total like bucket list things, and then, um, yeah, and then what years five years ago, John? Look at me just doing some <laughs> math some on math. the
0: fly, John.
2: Boom! Uh, five years ago, uh, yeah, we got to do it. I got to do it again as a not a solo out, but as a with a band, but uh, as Matt York. So, uh, that was cool, and uh, you know, it was funny to see, um, you know, as a it was just a, a different world, you know, and I don't know if it'll continue or not. I hope it does. Uh, I think it's been a great thing for the city over the years. So Absolutely. So where can people find you online? MattYorkMusic.com and then um, for all the socials, uh, at Matt York Boston. Awesome. TikTok? No. <laughs> I, I, I can't do TikTok. I won't let my kids have TikTok. They download it onto my iPad and I have to delete it. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
1: Speaking of TikTok, you've got a guest in the studio tonight that's going to be joining you later on.
2: I do. My lovely daughter Madeline is here tonight, and uh, she has become a little singer uh, and guitar player as well. So she's going to do a duet with me later tonight. I I was 24 years old, I think, the first time I was played on the radio on WBCN, the aforementioned WBCN. And then my first actual playing in a studio, I think was also 24, was with WAAF's Space State Rock. So, wow. Cool. Yeah. So she's only 13. So she's way ahead of me. <laughs> Love that. Very yeah. cool. And the last time that you were here, you were late because of Maddie. Yeah. Last time I was here, Maddie uh, um, rode her bike into the ground and broke her wrist. And uh, we had to rush her to the hospital on an ambulance and, uh, in an ambulance. And that was very scary. And, uh, I pride myself on never missing a gig, but, uh, so I had to reach out to you and be like, ah, John, I've got a situation here. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) so fortunately it was just a a small crack in her wrist and she is, uh, back and good, good as good, good as good good as new. Did it inspire a song? No, not yet. (laughs) Being a dad probably has though. Speaking of songs, what is available for music from you? Uh, so, yeah, a bunch of stuff up on um, Spotify and Apple and everywhere. Um, there's, I guess, three full-length albums. There's an EP up there. And there's a few singles up there as well. So, And there'll be more singles. I've got an album coming out in May. We're going to start releasing signal sig- singles, uh, I think, in March, I believe. Sounds great. Stay tuned for that. Until then, let's hear some more live music. What's
1: next on your list tonight?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to do a song um, by Billy Joe Shaver uh, that's kind of related to this Highwaymen thing that we talked a little bit about earlier. He wasn't a part of the Highwaymen, but he was Willie and, and Johnny Cash's favorite songwriter. And um, he wrote a whole bunch of songs for uh, Waylon Jennings. And his first album was produced by Chris Christopherson. So he has this kind of strange tie-in to those guys and I just love this song so much.
1: That's great and then we'll talk about the Highwaymen project after this. Sounds good. Let's hear it. Nat York on the
0: Tiny Stage. Bottom dollar It looks like the end Oh how I hate to see you go Bottom dollar We've been the best of friends We must have counted on each other A hundred times or more Oh, and my Oh, my How those eagles they you fly Goodbye, bottom dollar Goodbye (音楽) Bottom dollar All your friends are gone they've been blown on dance hall girls and wine bottom dollar if the truth were known you've been the bestest friend i'll ever find oh and my oh my How those eagles, they do fly. Goodbye, Bottom Dollar. Goodbye. Goodbye, Bottom Dollar. Oh, goodbye.
1: Very nice. Matt York on the tiny stage. 95.9 W.A.T.D. Talk about this new project you're working on because you've been working on this for a little while and it's finally starting to get the uh, the recognition it deserves.
2: Yeah, you know, and it's funny you were actually there when this kind of um, uh, mushroomed into where we are currently. So when I lost my day job, I had this idea of like playing at like libraries, churches, places like that, doing this. I felt like an older audience would be interested in the songs of the Highwaymen, which Again, for folks that might not be familiar, are Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, and Waylon Jennings. They joined forces in 1985. They were all huge stars at that point, and their careers had intersected a number of different ways by that point. They made three albums together, and so what I do is just kind of tell stories about their career, talk a little bit about them. And then sing songs of theirs. And, and what's nice about it is there's a million stories to tell. There's a million great songs to choose from. So if you saw it six months ago and you could go tomorrow and it's probably going to be a whole different set of songs and a whole bunch of different stories. So you and I were in, um, I think, Bridgewater. Is that where we were for the, um, it was like a veteran's benefit or something that we did at a brewing company. Um,
1: Yes, that was at um with the, with um Justin Macallie for Judith Yeah, black
2: hat. Black. Yeah, yeah, black hat. And it was actually Justin that came over and was saying, "Hey, you know, cultural councils throughout Massachusetts, you know, have uh money for for things like this and this might be a good fit." So, I spent all of October and November just applying to 300 different towns all across Massachusetts. Seeing how many would actually let me come to their town and sing, and we are on pace to do about 120 of these gigs wow. now in 2022. So I'm basically going to be a full-time highwayman. Uh, I, it's like my wife is getting so sick of me hearing these stories because, like, I'll have a town call a town call me out in Western Mass the other day. They have 148 people in their entire town, and they want me to play their <laughs> you know, they're a big thing that they do each year and I'm going to go and I can't wait to go and I'm going to bring my daughter with me for a lot of these she's going to be my merch person and uh, uh, and sing some songs with me hopefully and uh, and I'm actually writing a book about these guys and this kind of experience that uh, I used to be a newspaper writer for a little while so I can kind of write a little bit so yeah so I'm hoping I'll have a book to hawk here I'm just about done with it and um, and so yeah so it's kept me busy over the winter that's for sure can you share with us one of the stories? Yeah, so I mean it's, you know, it's it it's it really runs the gamut. It's hard to pick one because of the, you know, the four of them being together, but you know, it's it's funny to when I was down in Nashville a few years ago, I got to play at a place called D's Country Cocktails, which is a really cool place in Madison, Tennessee, which is just over the the border of uh, it's East Nashville and then Madison's right next to it. And there's this group of apartments across the street that you would never think much of. They were just really, you know, kind of crummy looking apartments. And, you know, a guy was telling me, he's like, you know, that's where Johnny Cash and and Waylon Jennings used to be roommates. And after Waylon had gone through one of his many divorces and Johnny hadn't yet met June Carter, the two of them lived in, in a small little apartment. They were both superstars at this point, but for whatever reason, they were living in this apartment complex. Maybe it was much nicer looking back then. And they used to joke that they never... Gave drugs to each other because they were both in their own rooms, you know, both very much addicted at that time themselves, and hiding them from each other. But they were roommates, and Johnny would uh, cook for them, and uh, Waylon would clean for them, and uh, that went on for a while. And then, fortunately, they met their 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 wives and and went about their ways, and both got sober. and uh, And then, twenty years later, they 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 joined the highwaymen together. So it's wow. You know, they had this long history together long before. Um, they made their first album in 85 together. So,
1: If somebody wants to learn more information about this project and maybe even book you for a show, what's the best place to go?
2: Yeah, so uh, I think if you go to mattyorkmusic.com, that's the easiest way. I do have my own website for it now called mattyorksongsandstories.com, but if that just seems like it's a little too much to re- remember, then you know you can just go to mattyorkmusic.com, and there's a link from there that'll take you. And is that the same place to go to if people want
1: to learn about upcoming gigs in their community?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a whole bunch of gigs. So, like I said, we've been approved for about – a. it looks like about 120 when all is said and done. Um, so, there's, what, I think 300 towns in Massachusetts, give or take. So – if I'm not coming to your town, I'm probably You'd be coming, close by. I'm very close by. If you live in the Berkshires, I'm definitely coming to your town because I'm gonna be basically living in western Mass for a good chunk of the summer, it looks like. A Bunch of stuff down the Cape, Central Mass, all over the place. Truly all over the place. So not all of those dates are listed up there just because we're still working out I'm trying to piece together a schedule here, you know. So I probably got about half of them booked so far and the rest we're just trying to find slots that work for everybody but yeah that's, that's the place to find out about it for sure. Sounds good that's Matt York we've got a few more songs left
1: here so what is next on your list?
2: This is a song that's uh, not on the, the album but it's, uh, it's called uh, I Don't Love You Anymore Let's hear it 95.9 WATD Matt York on the
1: tiny stage
0: The Ain't the hope that kills you It's the pain and Me, I've got about a bottle that's some questions in my head And I don't know exactly what was said I feel like you go a hundred miles an hour Seems like you're all speeding for the door You say, I'm not angry, I'm Seem to say a thing at all. Once upon a time, she smelled like spring. And then she said she's thinking of them damn things. And then she said, I'm sorry that I pranced you all around. Sure feels like I'm due for a cone. I don't really know how I could love you I don't really know what's going down You say I'm not angry, I'm not angry anymore And you don't seem to say a thing at all She said, I don't love you anymore. She said, I don't love you anymore. Oh. I'm not angry, I'm not angry anymore And you don't seem to say a thing at all Anymore. She said, I don't love you anymore. Mama, could you say, I don't love you anymore? Oh, oh,
1: oh. Matt York on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. Talk about how that song happened.
2: I don't know that was a new one um I, I haven't recorded that one yet um probably I think I guess that's the most recent song that I've I've got um and it's uh yeah I don't really have a story about it I had gone through a little stretch where I didn't write much and then um I uh, I just wrote that one maybe a month ago and uh yeah nothing in particular about it just um you know more bad love songs John.
1: So when writer's block hits if it hits What's your best way to get around that and to re-spark the creativity?
2: I, um, I've um, i been – hold on. Let me knock on wood first, John. I've been fairly fortunate with that, but I think that um, for me, I, I try to use a capo sometimes so that I'm playing chords in different parts of the neck and, and try to break up the monotony of just playing the same four or five chords down here. Um, I'll play on a keyboard or a piano sometimes, too, to just kind of get some different voicings and, and try to get myself away from – you know, just doing the same thing that I'm always doing, you know.
1: Cool. And talk about that guitar, speaking of the capo. That that that's a uh, beautiful Martin.
2: Yeah, this one, um this one I had for a long time and then my, my old dog, uh, who passed away now, Belvedere, Belvedere uh knocked it off a um rocking chair and it split the neck. I took it to two different luthiers and they couldn't fix it. And it sat in a basement for nine years, detached, and then the guy down at the music box there in uh, Plymouth, uh, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. Nice. Yeah, yeah, Aaron. Um, Aaron fixed my other one, and um, or he put it. I forget what he did, but he was yeah. He worked on my other one. And I told him about. It. He's like, no, I bet I can fix it, and uh, and he did. And uh, yeah, it's funny. Like I, I my other Martin, and I play more probably, but I love this one. It's got a nice sound to it, and it's it's it is truly it's. It's got some stories to tell, John.
1: Yeah, so it fits in well with the Highwaymen project. It's, I'm sure. Yeah,
2: it's definitely been, we've been through some things together, John.
1: When the pick falls in the hole of your guitar, what's your favorite
2: way to get it out? Uh, so, see, I got this little thing. Uh, this is a great radio story. Uh, sorry. I have a little thing that's uh, glued to my guitar that holds multiple picks in it. And so I just don't bother getting it up. I'm like, screw it. I'll just. <laughs> Leave them in there. Let's get another one.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's
2: not like they're expensive, you know? And then, <laughs> and then that way, yeah, because I there's like that fun, I don't know if you've probably seen it, but there's that funny meme about how you have to have like a PhD in like rocket science to figure out how to actually get one out. And John, if there's one thing I don't have, it's a PhD in rocket science. No, <laughs> I might have great hair, John, but I don't have that. Speaking of the hair, the, uh, the hair is a lot longer than it was going the last long, time I John, saw you. Going long, John, going long. I, uh, listen, I, my, 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 my kids thought it might be fun. I um I actually had two gigs the other day, John. I'll tell you a story. So, again, I can't really do this on radio, but so what? I I don't want to be the man bun guy, you know. I'm not man bun guy, so I will wear like a whale spout so that the hair goes straight up, right? And um, so I came downstairs. And my and and I, I and I felt like God. If my I didn't realize that I had it in, and, and then my my daughter had friends sleeping over, I was like, Good God! If they had seen the whale spout, that would have been terrible. <laughs> so I had two gigs that day, and I was at the first gig, and I just decided to lie, John, because you know what? Why, why? Who cares? So you know. So I was like, you know, I came downstairs. My my daughters walked in, and they saw the whale spout, and I mortified my daughter. The whole crowd like, ha ha ha. That was funny. I had another gig that night. I'm like, I'm going to lie again. So I told the same story, and everybody laughed. It wasn't a true story, John. So we're halfway there with the hair. I'm hoping to really like be flowing locks guy by the summer. Like Michael Bolton type? Yeah. Kenny G. Kenny G. Okay. You know, a lot of people compare us. Do you play the sax? I did. in (laughs) Fourth grade. I wouldn't say I'm as good as him. You know? No, I wouldn't say I'm as good as him. But but, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty
1: good. We have time for two more songs, and I think the last song, we're going to have a special guest joining you, but what are we listening to now?
2: Uh, this this next song is going to be the first single from my new album, which I guess I haven't... John, I should at some point tell you a good story about You want me to tell you a story? You want me to tell a sure. story after? All right. So I think since the last time I was here, this happened. So I had made an album. I was ready to put out the album, and then we had this pandemic thing happen, which you probably heard about. And... So I was like, you know what, all of these musicians who I admire, they're not on tour, they're at home doing nothing. And they're probably making no money because they don't have any place to play. So I started reaching out to like my favorite guitar player of all time and my favorite fiddle player, my favorite pedal steel player. And I asked them, I was like, hey, do you have a home studio? Could you make an album with me? And they said Yes. So, for instance, I have Josh Headley, who for years was Justin Towns Earl's fiddle player and uh, Johnny Fritz's, and he also, he's been on the Grand Ole Opry himself as a solo act. Uh, I have Spencer Cullum Jr. playing Pedal Steel, who is Miranda Lambert's pedal steel player. I have a guy named Dylan Warnick, who's one of my favorite songwriters. Uh, And then a guy named uh, Taylor Hollingsworth, who was Bright Eyes' uh, lead guitar player for years. And so, and... I had seen Taylor play opening up a Wilco nine or ten years ago and was just mesmerized by his guitar playing. And then eight or nine years later, I was at Atwoods and I saw him playing in a band. I didn't know who he was. I just remembered being like mesmerized a second time, figured out it was the same guy. So he lives down in, I think, Mississippi. And uh, so he plays guitar on a bunch of the songs. So I've got a kind of an all-star cast, which is, is pretty cool. So I um, love it. I mean, yeah, I'm excited about that part.
1: Do you have a timeline of of when it's going to be yeah. made available?
2: Um, I think it's going to be end of May. Uh, I think May twenty fourth. I want to say is the actual date that it's coming out. But uh, I think that um, I don't have a. I don't know where I'm going to have the album release yet. That part I'm still figuring out. Cool. Stay yep. tuned. Yeah. What are we listening to next? This song is called "Gently Used," uh, and Maddie. I think it's going to be in the video. My daughter is going to be in the video um, of this, um, and uh, this one should be coming out in March, I think. Are we today. shooting the video tonight? Uh, we're going to do a little B-roll, John. We call it B-roll <laughs> on the business. You might know that. And uh, so, yeah, so this is called Gently Used. And uh, Dylan Warnick from Nashville, Tennessee, plays piano on this. And um, it's just a, its a ballad. It's sad. It's a very depressing song. And it's going to sound just like this. Sounds good.
0: There's a the time. When she used to dance in Reno And she'd brag like some minor liger man But she knew her last cat call had been a while before So she thought I could be her something One more dance, and this whole thing is over One more lie, and you'll see that i am One black eye, another thing she'll justify She said, let's wait till the morning Gently used like an old dress you Gently used like some lady's suit Not amused by any Till the morning I gotta sleep Well she looked right out the window and she felt a little responsibility Cause she dreamed of something she will ever She said let's wait till the morning I gotta see my other baby, too. Wait till the morning, I gotta see my other baby tonight Wait till the morning, I gotta see my other baby tonight
1: Matt York on the tiny stage, great job man Thank you! So we are up against our final break of the night. We have time for one more song and a little bit more to talk about as well. that sound good to you? Sounds terrific. All right. Stay tuned. 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea. This is Almost Famous.
2: Almost Famous
0: with John Shea on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the
1: Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians. From across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Son's Glass. I'm John Shea. Tonight, we're on the Tiny stage, being joined by Matt York. How you doing? I'm doing great, John. One final time tonight, give us
2: an introduction as to who you are. I am a reasonably handsome middle-aged guy from Pembroke, Massachusetts. Uh, I play kind of uh, Americana country old-school country-ish music, I guess. And I play all over the place, John. I'll play pretty much any place that'll have me, and sometimes that goes well. And then some nights I'm just playing to a whole bunch of tables and chairs. You just never know.
1: And we've got a special guest, your daughter Maddie, joining
2: us. Matt, where can people find you online? Uh, MattYorkMusic.com and uh, at Matt York Boston on all social media. And one last time, too, give
1: us a plug to your Highwaymen series you're promoting.
2: Yeah, so I'm doing this Highwaymen thing where I'm going around all over the state of Massachusetts in 2022 singing the songs of Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, and Chris Christopherson. And if you are interested in those guys, the, song, the songs of theirs and the stories I tell, you can find out more information on mattyorkmusic.com. If you go on that website, there's, a, a, there's an entire website that's just dedicated to the Highwaymen stuff, but... It's probably just easier to link through that, and there's video, there's audio, there's some news clips, there's a whole bunch of stuff, some live performances.
1: And a solo album from you coming out in May. Talk about that.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's called uh, May 24th, and I keep renaming the album, John. I had a name for the album, and then I didn't include the name of the, the, the song that I was going to name the album after. I decided not to include on the album, so I'm like, I don't know, maybe I don't do that. So I don't know what it's going to be called yet, John, but I'm, I'm really... Um, I'm really happy with how it's come out, and uh, it feels like forever, but it also seemed kind of foolish to release an album any time in the last year or so, so I think it's the right thing to wait, but uh, I'm looking forward to uh, getting it out there.
1: Sounds great. So what are we closing out the night with?
2: So my lovely daughter Maddie and I are going to do a song called Fever Dream, which is a song by a a guy that we both love named Johnny Fritz. Johnny Fritz actually made this guitar strap that I'm wearing, and uh, he's an old Nashville songwriter. He's not old. He's younger than me, but... He, um, he's been around for a long time, and he lives out in L.A. now. And my kids have been forced to listen to a lot of country music over the years, and, and Johnny's one of their favorites. So Maddie and I have been working on this song for a few months, and uh, we love singing it together.
1: Let's hear it. Matt York and Maddie on the Tiny Stage 95.9 WAGD. up green gloves,
0: living on drops. Button myself to sleep. Oh, 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 oh. Orange juice and eardrops, and antibiotics, generally just wear stand away. oh. wanna go home where i can just lay down on the full concrete you man i hate this hole oh, i just can't shake it this is not something i could call my manager for My lungs, spots on my goddamn tongue, and I swear to God, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Oh, God, I can't breathe. I want to go home, where I can just lay down on the bullpen. Con- Man, I hate this, oh, I just can't shake it This is not something I can call my manager for Whoa